miraculous and wonderful things in your name. God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, that not for a minute have I ever been forsaken. Thank you, God, that nobody in this room has never been forsaken. We might have felt alone. We might have felt lonely. We might have felt undone, but we've never been forsaken because you have always been there. And you will always be there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We honor you today, sir. We stand in reverence of your presence. We thank you, God. Not for a minute, Father, will you ever allow us to be forsaken. Hallelujah. God, we praise you. God, we praise you. We honor you, God, today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated in his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. How wonderful is it to be in God's presence, in the house of God, and allow him to come and minister to us like he just did. How powerful a time is that. I'm excited today because it's our three-year anniversary. And we, amen. And we are so excited today to have our bishop with us from our main, from the campus down there. We have th four campuses. We have our Chesapeake campus, which bishop is the pastor there, and then he's the bishop over Kingdom Impact, over all the campuses. And then we have our uh, Messianic Jew campus, which are Christian Jews. And then we have uh, our campus in Southampton, Virginia. And then we have us. So we're excited to be a part of Kingdom Impact and um, join together and partner and, and be part of something that's bigger than us down here in Wilmington. But we're, we're a big part of it, and so we're excited to be a part. And past, Bishop is here today, um, Randy Wood and his wife Kathy. We're so excited to have them today. He came down several weeks ago and ministered to us and brought a powerful word. It was so powerful, such a wonderful time with him. It always is, and we are always so blessed when Miss Kathy comes. Um, she, is, she is wonderful and so sweet and precious, and we are looking, talking to her now about possibly having her come for our women's tea. Um, and come and speaking about women's tea coming up on April 27th. So please be, be, be putting that on your calendar and thinking about that. And I think you enjoyed it. But Bishop, would you just come and greet the people and you and Miss Kathy? Amen. Yeah. It's an honor to be with you today. Amen. Well, I want to say it's truly an honor to be with you this morning. And um, Gina and the worship team, thank you for ushering in the presence of the Holy Spirit. He's in this place. He's right here to meet you wherever you are. And I'm just thrilled to be here today with your pastor and his wife. Um, to know Pastor Doug is to love Pastor Doug. And the Holy Spirit, the, the Word of God tells us to know them by the Spirit. And that's why, Pastor Doug, I love you so much, because your spirit bears witness with God. And I, I, I thank you for who you are. And this place is going to go big because you have a big God. And you love God big. And I thank you for that. And I thank you, Gina, because you don't stand behind your husband, but you stand next to your husband. Justice called. And I thank you for your sweet spirit, and I thank you for your friendship and your love. And I didn't say this earlier, but I, I felt I needed to say this to Sydney and Jonathan as well. You know, it's not easy being a pastor's kid. I have two of my own that are grown now with children of their own. And um, I thank you, too, for working with your parents and supporting them as well. <laughs> Amen. But I love all of you. Thank you for welcoming us today. 
Kathy. It's an honor to be with you today, and I just trust that without a doubt, uh, we have already experienced his presence here. I sense him. Do you sense him? You know, I just think it would be appropriate uh, just to raise our hands a moment and just simply thank him for his presence. Would you just do that? Lord, thank you for the evidence of your presence, Lord, and the imprint, Lord, of who you are in this place. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That song that they sang was particularly dear to my heart because there has not been a time that he has not been by our side. And on May 29th, I had a, a really what was a, a major heart event with a blood clot in my heart at the heart hospital. And when I came out of the procedure, the song that was playing in the room was this song that my family was in. And we worshipped around my bed listening to this song. And I remember tears. Of course, I was pretty emotional anyway, just coming out of a procedure. But when I heard that and I was standing there, it reminded me to tell somebody here, it doesn't matter what you're going through in life. It doesn't matter sometimes that life is just that. It's life. And sometimes it does not always give us what is fair. But what I do know is there's not a moment in the alleys or the mountains you walk through that God is not with you. And He is with you today. And the thing that is going to be the crowning, what I believe, center of this ministry is the presence of God. Because it's evident, not only by the love and even from the first service and in between the service and the celebration of relationships and that we are inspired at love and life and relationships, but in the essence, you can experience it when you come here. And if I, did not, if I was not pastoring, this would be the place that I would be. Why? Is because I believe in the heart of the man who's leading this ministry. And I thank God for the heart of Pastor Doug Falk. And not only him, but also the sacrifices that his wife Gina and even Sidney and Jonathan have made along with his parents and other key leaders. I remember some of the first, uh, I think we met at uh, Brother uh, Fault's uh, business the very first time we had ever met with a small group. And then we started meeting at the clubhouse there in that community. And from there, they went to another building. And it's kind of been like the children of Israel moving around and finding out, okay, God, we're just going to follow the cloud by day and the fire by night and see what God is up to. But here you are now in the third year. As I said earlier, I think it's so important for you to know that 85% of ministries who start out in a church plant do not get to celebrate their third anniversary. But guess what? It didn't matter what the enemy might would have done. It didn't matter what the obstacles have been. But God put a dream in your pastor's heart. And we're grateful at Kingdom Life to even be a part of the ministry and being a part of partnership because I believe yet the best is yet to come. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. I really just sensed as I was praying about even this coming to support and to celebrate today is I just want to give you this and it's going to go right along with the message that I heard your pastor share this morning and it's just, I'm excited to hear it again because it was just so motivating and energizing and what God is saying. But when we begin to talk about the third, I think it's important that biblically represents divine wholeness, completeness, and perfection so you're getting perfect and somebody look at your neighbor and say you're getting perfect you'll notice I didn't say you are perfect I said you're getting there 
But it's the next line that I really want to hone in on. It says the number three has a uniting or unifying element. I'm going to say that again. The number three has a unifying element. What do I mean? Well, I'd like to read first from Ecclesiastes 4, 12. And it says there, though one may be overpowered, it says by another, two can withstand him. But I want you to notice, but a threefold cord is not easily broken. What I sense is that there is going to be a unifying factor because guess what? Let's just be real honest and talk real openly. Anytime you start a new church, people come and try you out. They kind of like, oh, we like this, and they'll stay for a couple months because you're always going to have the church tasters and shoppers who are just going to shop around but aren't going to land anywhere. Can somebody say amen? But then after a few months, and then especially going into the third year, the folks that are here, most of them are here because they want to be here or because they feel called to here. Matter of fact, the Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 12 and 18, it had pleased the Father to have placed you in the body. What does that mean? It means that there is a divine, supernatural, Holy Spirit thing that God does in your heart and my heart that says, I think this is where God has called me to be. So if you're called to be, what I sense is getting ready to happen is there is a unity that is getting ready to come into this church in the third year, a, this thing of element of unified. And I'd like to close with this scripture in Psalms 133. But behold how good and how pleasant it is for men to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head of Aaron, or that upon his head that ran down the beard of Aaron, and running down to the down to the edge of his garments. It was like the dew of Hermon, as said descending upon the mountain of Zion. Now I want you to get this last last word because I believe the last word in this verse is a prophetic word that I want to speak over you and it said and there the Lord commanded his blessing now you say what has that really got to do with anything oh that has to do with everything because guess what we can do what we do and I think your pastor is talented and the singing is wonderful but can I tell you, if that's just performance or intellect, it is not going to get us anywhere. It is going to be because of the anointing and the blessing of the Holy Spirit. And it says that when there is a unifying factor and we are by the Spirit connected to the Spirit in one another, He said there, He'll look down and He will say, I will command my blessing upon them. So as I pray as a bishop, not only of what God is doing over kingdom life, but specifically today in celebrating this third year. I want to pray a blessing, that the blessing that He is commanding is going to come into your lives. It is going to come into your families. There may be somebody here that right now, it seems like there's some rocky waters going on in your home or your even your marriage. Can I tell you, God can come in at a moment and He can command something and it can rearrange the pieces in your life. How many believe that that is a possibility? I believe that is because the God that we work, works, works creativity, but especially in this body that there is going to be a unity. It doesn't mean that the enemy isn't going to come against it. It doesn't mean that it's just going to be easy. But what it means is it doesn't matter what comes, what it means is you're going to stand as one to complete the purpose of growing 
and the word that God has even placed in the pastor over this house, that growth is going to accompany the blessing of the Lord. So would you allow me to bless you today? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for the power of prayer, and yet I believe in the power of blessing. So today I declare a blessing upon every individual, upon every home, and even as I Lord, pray this prayer. I come against anything, every assignment of the enemy, Lord, will falter. Every assignment of the enemy that has come in in different ways, that yet like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will come in to the situation. So today, God, I command a blessing upon this Wilmington campus and kingdom life. I command a blessing upon Pastor Doug and, and upon Gina, God, and upon this family and this church family and even families God that it seems like they've gone through some personal hell over the last year God that things are getting ready to turn around in this third year of this ministry God in the area of strengthening their salute and their Lord absolute unity God that, Lord, what you have established and what you have put your hand upon, that it will be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ today, and we will give you praise and honor for it, giving you glory and honor. And the body of Christ said, Amen. Could you put your hands together and celebrate today? Amen, amen. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Man, such a wonderful time to have Bishop here. I'm so excited when he comes. He's always got a great word of God and stuff. And and uh, so appreciative for the, for the uh, partnership we have. I mean, they are so supportive. What, all the time calling, what can we do? How can we help? Tell me, what do you need? What, what, what can I do? And so I'm so thankful for that. Um, and I'm thankful today that you are helping us celebrate three years. Amen. Hey, amen. That's a fun. Hey, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, hold on. Hold on, he's holding my hair. You got on my hair right fast, huh? Also, I want to thank Facebook Live for everybody that's watching us on Facebook. We have people from all over the place watching us on Facebook. I told y'all last week, also my glasses too. Um, last week we had some, I was at the restaurant, Jay Michaels, and the, the lady was saying, hey, I watch you in the kitchen, and whenever I have a table, I just leave it playing in the kitchen so they can hear it, and I go on down there. So I think it's really cool. That you need, we just, people are watching from all over the place. We don't know. I have people stopping me all the time. Hey, I don't go to your church. I go somewhere else, but I watch you I watch on TV. Or not on TV, but uh, Facebook. And so I'm so excited that people um, see that. And they see the heart here. And that we have an eFam, that, that not just us here. And so at first, we had a great, had a full first house service. And now this, this service is pretty full. And so, man, I think we're going to have a great day today. And I just want to share a few things with you from my heart. I'm not going to preach to you. I didn't feel led. I tried so hard to get a good, serious message. And, and I just felt like God wanted me to take, take it in this direction and just talk with you a little bit. And I also have a little bit of fun because we do celebrate. So um, the, when I started thinking about, before I forget, um, at the end of the service, we are going to be taking up a special offering. I had told you a couple weeks ago or a month ago that we're going to take up an offering trying to raise money for a new facility. Um, we're trying to get out of here. Um, our, our seats are about full in here, but we definitely can't put the two services together. It's just, we have standing room only. Um, and then uh, we need a place for our kids, the place in the back. It's jam-packed back there. We need more space for our kids, more space for our teens. We need a place for, for small groups, and we definitely need more parking and all that. Um, you see, we're, we're, every parking place is about taken right now. And so um, we just need, we need to do that. And, and God's really called me to say, hey, let's, let's move forward. And July is our 
our, our anniversary, or not our anniversary, our lease was up. And so we're just believing for that. So at the end of the service, we're going to take up an offering. And um, I was real timid about the number because I felt like God I was like, man, God, we ain't, we ain't never come close to that. But God told me to take up an offering and try to raise $25,000. Um, so we can have some, some rent set aside for the extra rent we're going to have and some renovations if we need to do some renovations and stuff. Um, and we're just going to believe for that. And I know, hey, the, uh, the, the uh, shutdown's over, so taxes will be coming to you soon if you want to participate, uh, help out in that as well. Um, so, but just let God bless in your heart. And, and if you don't have the money to give, that's okay. I, I don't want to put anybody in a hardship or anything like that. This is a God thing. God already knows who he's got that's going to help fulfill that. Facebook, maybe. I don't know, somebody, strangers. We've had people who have never come to this church. It's some of our biggest tithers. You know, and so they just say, we see your heart. We see what you're doing. We want to bless you. And so I'm thankful for that. But today, I want to talk to you just about a couple of things. Number three. <clears throat> Number three. And I thought about, first thing I thought about was the movies. What kind of movies had three words that, that really impacted um, society and, and stuff? And so the first one I saw was, what, what, what movie did this come from? He said, I'll be back. Terminator. How about run, Forrest, run? How about Bond? James Bond. That's right. Okay. How about, how about why so serious? Come on, millennials. The Dark Knight. Okay, how about this one? Here's a little older one. Somebody stop me. The Mask. How about E.T. phone home? And how about, this, is, this wasn't a movie, but I just, I just thought about this. Judy, Judy, Judy. Is that Gomer Powell? <laughs> Gomer, whatever, Goober, 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 Goober said it, yeah. <coughs> and so then I said, I said, well, what kind of life quotes do we have that, that were pretty impactful and, 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 and made a difference in our lives and, or that we think about a lot? Is one is just do it. You know, Nike comes up with just do it, and we often just say, just do it. Nike, that's right. And, and then let it go, right? Let it go, let it go. Um, believe in yourself, right? And you got to believe in yourself, but you got to believe in yourself, but you got to not, not just believe in yourself and, and your own ability. you got to believe who God says you are so you can believe in yourself to who he says you are. Because if you just believe in yourself without believing what God says you are, you're, you're, you're on that sandy ground that's going to fall during a storm. Count your blessings. You know, there's a song, count your many blessings, count them one by one. You know, um, against all odds, nobody's perfect. See, nobody's perfect. We're not a perfect church because if we did, I wouldn't be the pastor because I'd mess it up. Dreams come true. Y'all hear me all the time say, never give up. Don't stop. Never give up. Don't tap out. Keep going. Keep pushing. I'm going to push you. I'm behind you, pushing you on. Pursue your passion. We talked last week about pursuing your passion, that we need ministers in the marketplaces. You ain't got to stand in the pulpit. You ain't got to be a small group leader. But in your marketplaces, wherever you're at, you could be a minister. People in your businesses, that wherever you're at, they need Jesus. Your small group, soccer moms, those, they need Jesus. So wherever you're at, use that passion and take part of that passion and focus it to commit to the church and get involved in the ministry. Get involved in a small group. Be an usher, greeter, you know, um, parking attendant, what have you, that we, security. We, we need all those things. Um, never give up. Pursue your passion. Good vibes only. I don't really like that one. Um, but keep moving forward. And then maybe you've got this. You've got this. Never look back, right? Be the change. And uh, I am group. But, so then I was like, well, what are some Bible, what are some things from the Bible, that, that three words maybe that, that really made a difference in our lives? And the first one that I thought about is, you are forgiven. Okay? That by itself sets us free. That by itself allows us 
to make eternity our home in heaven. Then the next one, because, why, why is that? Because the next one is love never fails. Love never fails. Because God is love. And he is able, right, to do exceedingly abundantly above all things that we can ask or imagine. Okay? And, then, and because of that, we need to make Christ known. We need to make Christ known. Since he's in us, it's, it's not a secret society, we need to take and, and, and allow Christ to be known outside of this church, these four walls. And then, here's another great one, like the first one, God so loved. So loved that he gave his son. Jesus never fails. Grace is enough. Grace is enough. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. And then the last one, when we leave out of these doors today, the Word of God says, feed my sheep. I knew I still had one in there. Because I was like, look at cross-sided. There's like, a reflection on my eye. So then I said, well, let me look in the Bible. What, what, what does it say in the Bible about different types of things? What in the Bible or, or number three? And I was thinking blown away at the number three in the Word of God. You know, there's 467 times that number three is used. And in, in, in the Bible, it's a picture of wholeness or completeness, but lesser to a degree of seven. Seven is the complete whole number, okay? Because the seventh day, God rested every completion. But the second number under seven would be three. And so you, in, in the, the patriarchs before the flood, we had Abel, Enoch, and Noah. And after the flood, we had Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus had 30 years before he started his ministry. 30 years and he was in ministry three years and died at age 33. He was tempted by Satan three times in the desert. Peter denied him three times. He prayed three times in the garden, and he had three disciples in the garden praying with him that kept falling asleep, Peter, James, and John. Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? He was placed on the cross in the third hour of the day, which would be 9 o'clock in the morning. He was, when he died, it was three hours of darkness. And he was in the grave three days and three nights. There's only three people in the Bible that, that, that were ever told, whatever you want from God, ask, ask God anything. One was Solomon. What do you want, Solomon? Whatever you want. And he said, I want wisdom. The next one was Ahaz. Ahaz, um, they asked him, they said, hey, whatever sign you want from God to prove this, whatever sign, you ask God for any sign you want. Whatever you want, you ask him. And he didn't ask for a sign, but he had the ability to ask for whatever he wanted. And then, of course, Jesus. Those three people had the ability to ask God for anything. God is omnipresent, omniscient, and um, omnipotent. Moses was hidden for three months. Jesus raised three people from the dead. Lazarus the little boy in the casket at the funeral, and also um, Jairus' daughter. Jonah spent three nights in the, in the belly of a well. And then here's something that I totally missed, Bishop. I've never, never even seen this. I read it probably, but I didn't, I didn't pay attention to it. And then it says, right after it says that, it says, Nineveh was so big, when, when Jonah got back, it said, it took three days to see it all. That's an odd statistic, but I just thought that was kind of cool. Jesus is the way, truth, and the life. And there's three times in the Word of God that the Father spoke from heaven. Matthew 3, 17. He said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. 
Matthew 17 and 5, he said, This is my beloved son, and with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. John 12 and 28, he said, I have, I have both glorified it, the Father's name, and will glorify it again. Three times the Father speaks from heaven to us, or to, to the people at that time. Yes. And then, and then we want here at Kingdom Life to inspire what? Three things. Let's say it together. Love, life, relationships. Amen. Y'all got it. We're going to have a raise the bar conference before too long for um, a lot of our key leaders and, and, and a lot of our kingdom, um, kingdom keepers and, uh, and such. And we're going to have three standards that we're going to raise the bar on and try to make us better disciples of Christ. I looked up in the Bible and I said, well, this is a three-year anniversary. So, so what does number three talk about in, in biblical numerology? And they, it said the number three is very synonymous with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. And then it said, but on a broader scale, it's really about growth and reproduction. And several, I really encourage you to please, if you're, if you're a part of our, our church, um, please go back to one word for kingdom life that I, I preached several weeks ago on Facebook and look at, look at that. I'll tell you um, about all what I'm going to show you in more detail. But, but I, found that, I found that out after the word growth came to me. And the word growth has been has been confirmed to me like five or six times in very specific, hardcore ways. So we're going to grow and reproduce this year. But there's three things also that I believe God's going to have happen here this year. And I'm going to give you some statistics in a few minutes. In the last two years, we've had th about 36 people saved that turned their life to Christ. Amen? Amen. Praise God. But I'm going to believe this year alone, I'm believing for 36 people this year, at least three a month average. We're going to believe that. And I'm hoping we're going to have a whole lot more than that. But listen, if we, ain't, if we ain't focused and our number one thing in our church is not saving souls, then we need to shut the doors down and let's just tear that up. It's all about souls. It's all about people. We're going to disciple people. We're going to, not only are they going to get saved, so many times people go to church and they get saved and they backslide because nobody discipled them and told them how to live a Christian life. And we're going to teach you and train you how to be a better Christian, how to be a better disciple. And then here's something that's strong in my spirit. <clears throat> and I'm here to tell you, I'm pro prophesying this from the Spirit of God in me. I feel it strong as I ever have. This year, we're going to have miracles of emotional wholeness. We've had, so many, we've, had, we've had at least three that instantaneously got healed of anxiety right here. But, but anxiety and fear, I'm sick and tired of it. And I'm sick and tired of it affecting our church and our community. And this year, Kingdom Life is going to be a place that people can come and get emotionally whole. Amen? And I feel that so, so much in my spirit. And I speak that prophetically because I'm, I'm so about that. And I just know that God's going to do it. And I believe he's going to give me the, the blessing, the help. And he's going to endue me with power. And I'm going to have the gift of healing flowing through me. And, we're, and it's going to happen. You know, so we're going we're to talk to you. You're gonna, you're gonna, and, and also, also, I forgot to say this in the first service, but, but I believe it's going to start in, during the worship. His presence is going to come, and your emotions are going to be able to start coming in line. And I'm going to preach the word of God, and they're going to start lining up. And I'm going to pray for you, and it's going to start lining up. And I may even meet with you in my office at some point in time. But you're going to be healed. I'm believing for emotional wholeness in our church and, 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 and our community as well. But the word grow, I'm just going to hit the highlights of that message because we have a lot of new people here today as well. But grow, um, Acts 9.31 says, After this, the church all over Judea, Galilee, Samaria, experienced a season of peace. A season of peace. The congregations grew larger and larger. With the believers being empowered and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. They worshiped God in wonder and awe, and they walked in the fear 
of the Lord. Amen? They grew, so the congregations grew larger and larger, and they walked into the fear of the Lord. And then Psalms 92 and 12 says, But the, the, the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. And I talked about the cedars of Lebanon, and that means you can watch it, you can see it. But the cedars of Lebanon, I was like, I, I've read that, but I just don't know what they are. So for that message, I looked them up, and I talk about each one of these. But one thing, it says, it has extremely deep roots. So if we're going to grow like cedars of Lebanon this year, we're going to have deep roots, and that's discipleship, right? Get down root. So whenever a storm comes, we just don't bend over and break so quickly, right? Okay, and then also it says they have heavy penetration. The, 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 the tips of the roots are so sharp like, like knives and, and spears that whenever a, if, if the roots are going down and it hits a rock, it'll pierce that rock. So when we're coming up against the rock, the hard place in our life this year, this season, we're going to be able to pierce through that. And we're not going to allow the enemy, when we're between the rock and the hard place, we're going to bust that rock up. And we're going to keep right on moving and, and grooving and doing what God's got. It's not going to stop us anymore. Also, it says it's usefulness to others. In, in the seas of Lebanon, in the, the trees of Lebanon, it says that they, um, the, the, all the, the birds love to sit in the trees of Lebanon. So it's useful and helpful to others, and so will we be. It says resistance to decay. It had the special sap in it that the sap was so, so amazing that it would help the tree not to decay at all, ever. And also, um, it would uh, help repel insects and things that try to attack it. So, of course, we know what that is for us. That's the anointing of God that's going to be coming out of us. And that, that anointing that's going to flow in us is going to ooze out of us and keep us from decaying as Christians. It's also going to keep us um, a repellent against the, the flaming darts and arrows of Satan himself. And then unity. Bishop already talked about it. Psalms 133. About us dwelling together in unity. In one mind and one accord. Being a family. I was, man, I was so excited watching y'all in the first service. You know, hey, man, we, we had a lot of people come out at, th at, at, at the um, first service, and it was 30 degrees outside. They were outside eating and having fun in 30-degree weather. Everybody was huddled around that little heater out there. But, but it, it was just great to see that. And afterwards, the happiness, the joy. I mean, often Mr. Lord says, just listen, Pastor Doug, just listen. The joy and the happiness is here, man. I'm so excited about it. And I, and I pray, and, I, and I'm, this is not the only church that does, okay? Listen, I, I'm a team player. We're all together, you know, and, and, and we, want, we want all the churches in this town to flourish, to grow, and all this kind of stuff. But I'm going to speak especially to us today, okay? So please don't get me wrong. My heart is for the kingdom. My heart is for all the churches to grow and participate and unify together. And I think we did that in this storm. You know, it's sad. I think it's dropped off a little bit, but I hope that we can continue to, to, to do that work together and, and reach our community together. But the last thing it said about the Cedars of Lebanon was that it was longevity and vitality. They lived long, and they lived a vital, important life. Um, oh, unity, unity. I'm, I'm sorry, a most important part about unity. It said that the trees, when they would beside, live beside each other, when they grow beside each other, their branches would intertwine with one another. And so when, when, one, of the, when, when one of the trees died, the other trees would hold it up. Even in its, So therefore, when you get down, we're going to be so intertwined with one another and locking arms with Jesus that when one of us gets down, the, uh, everybody else is going to hold you up. We're going to surround you, and we're going to hold you up and say, we're in this together. You got this. Don't give up. Don't quit. So then the words for grow that I told you that we were going to grow in, and I'm not going to go in detail in these, but the words were maturity. We're going to grow in maturity. We're going to be mature in Christ. We're not going to be babes in Christ. Every little thing that used to make you mad, every little thing that used to set you off, and you're going to be mature now in the Lord, and it's just not going to bother you as much anymore. You're going to be like, okay, praise God, bless you. Um, <laughs> in Jesus' name. 
Um, and then awareness of discipleship. We talked about that already. Awareness of God's presence. We're just going to be super aware of God's presence, not just here at church. But when you're, when you're walking everywhere, when you're at work, and God, and God speaks to you, you're going to be like, oh, God, I feel your presence. What, what are you, what's going on right now? What do I need to be aware of? What do I need to be careful of? What are you trying to shield me from? What wisdom do I need? What's happening? We're just going to be aware of God's presence. And I'm not talking about walking around in a, a shuck-a-buck a day where you, everybody's like, what's wrong with them? But, you know, just walking and, and, and being endued with the power of God. We're going to grow in grace, grow in love, grow in joy, happiness. Okay, we're going to grow in endurance. You're going to grow in endurance. So when the devil is nagging at you, he's clawing at you, normally we get so tired and so weak we want to give up. But your endurance, your cardio, your spiritual cardio is going to grow to the place that where, where when the enemy comes, you, he's going to have to try to outlast you, and he's not going to be able to. Because your endurance is going to continue to go on. Hallelujah. Wisdom and faith. And then God said, okay, not only are you going to grow, you're going to outgrow some things. The things that you're going to outgrow is negativity. And I immediately thought, negative people, is that what it is? And he's like, he said, no, we don't have a lot of negative people. So that's really not what I, it's self-negativity. We're going to stop talking negative to ourselves. We're going to start talking positive and believing in ourselves and not talking about, oh, me, I'm bad, I can't do this, I'm a failure, I'm a loser. No, we're going to start talking the positive things of God, the word of God, the promises of God over our life, and believing our identity in Christ. We're going to get rid of our anger and bitterness. We're going to let it go. We're going to get out of our comfort level. Some of you... Haven't never shared your testimony because you've been too shy. You can start sharing a testimony. Some of y'all are going to come out on, on the first Saturday of the month when we go out to, to Creekwood different places. You're going to come out there with us and get out your comfort zone, and we're going to minister to our community. Yes. Some of you are going to maybe stand up and lead a small group, what have you, but you're going to get out of your comfort level. And then obviously we're going to bust this anxiety and this fear. Anxiety and fear is two different ones. We're going we're gonna to bust them up this year in the name of Christ. I believe it with all my heart. And then comparison. We're not going to compare ourselves to one another. We're not going to compare ourselves to another church. We, and we're going to get over the comparison of, I'm not as good as a husband as he is. I'm not as good as a wife as she is. I'm not, I'm not as good as a parent as they are. I'm not, so we're, not, we're going to get away from the comparison where we're not trying to be like somebody else. We're going to be who God created us to be yes. in our individual lives and in our church. Yes. And then we're going to get rid of guilt and shame. Yes, your past was horrible, some of you. Yes, your, your, your past life sucked and you hated it and you done some really bad things. But we're gonna, you're going you're gonna to grow in God so much that, that you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to feel shame anymore because you're going to realize, I'm forgiven. Yeah. You're not going to feel guilty about what you used to do no more because that's not who you are no more. Yeah. And then we're going to, lastly, we're going to outgrow our haters. They're going to hate. They're going to hate. Haters going to hate, hate, hate. You know? But the thing is, is we're going to create and have so much love in our hearts for people that when haters hate, we're just going to love them. We're going to love our enemies, and we're not going to allow it to, to make us yield and, and, and feel certain ways and be condemned and feel like we're nobody or nothing. We're not going to allow haters to come and stop our progress. We're going to say, God, we love them, bless them, but we're going to keep moving forward because we know what you've called us to do, and we're on task. Then I'm going to end with just here at the end. I got a, over my life, I've had a, a lot of critics and, and cynics that, that whenever you have you know, whenever you, you talk to them about God and stuff, they got, they're, they're smart alecks. You ever met a smart aleck? And they ask smart aleck questions. So I've got four answers for you to talk to the smart alecks about when they ask you. Well, it's three, Pastor. Well, you a smart aleck ain't going to ask three because it's, it's the third year. They're going to ask four just to be different and be a smart aleck. Well, I got four questions. I don't care it's your third year. So I got four, four questions. The first one is, 
You heard them. Well, who cares? Okay. Well, the, well, the answer is Jesus cares. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus cares. We're going to let people know that Jesus cares for them. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how bad you are. I don't care what your lifestyle is. Jesus cares, and he forgives, and he cares. 1 Peter 5, 7, he says, cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. He says, I care for you. So yes, who cares? Jesus cares. Well, who else cares? Well, we care. Kingdom life. We care. That's why we want to inspire love, life, and relationships. We want you to have true relationships with people. We want you to come to church and have true friends that you can call during the week, that you can hang out with, that you look forward to every week or every other week or every month to go to a life group to see these people, that you look forward to after church on Sunday afternoon to possibly going out to eat with them and ask them to go out to eat. We're here to help you through your life struggles and your difficulties. When you're going through a hard time, I want to know about it. When you're going through a spiritual hard time, I want to know about it because I want to pray for you. I want to call and check on you if I can. I want to be there for you when you're going through. When you go to the hospital, we have a congregational care ministry. We want to go to the hospital and sit with your, whoever's with you so they, can, so they can be there and help calm down the nerves of those that are, that are sitting there concerned about you. I want to come before you go and surge you, and I want to pray for you. And before you go, that God will bless and protect you and help you and keep you and, and bless the doctors and, and, and let it go well so you ain't got to sue them. You know, but I want to know about that kind of stuff. I'm concerned about who you are. I, and, and we are, especially me, I'm concerned about your child's graduation. I'm concerned about your promotion at, at your work. I, I want your, your first house. I want to hear about it. Your first baby. Your, your first baby. I want to be invited to your first baby, baby's first birthday. Well, Pastor, you, I, yes, I want to be involved. There'll come a time when we have too many people where I can't be as involved, but I want to still be involved as much as possible because I want you to understand that I care about you. I want to know. I'm concerned. Well, Pastor, I don't want to bother you. You're bothering me when, when you're not telling me because when nobody's telling me nothing, I'm sitting around saying, okay, God, I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting to be able to help somebody. I'm waiting to pray for somebody. Nobody needs me. It's my job. It's my gift. It's my love. It's what I do. I thrive when you have issues. Well, no, let's see. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, it's my, it's my blessing and honor. When you do, I get excited to be able to be there for you. That's right. That's right. But I want to be there with you. Now, I ain't going to have all the answers. I'm not. Sometimes I might just have the ministry of presence. I'm just going to sit there and say, dude, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm here. You know? But I'm going to be there. Because I care. We care. So then the next question, the smart aleck question somebody asks is, well, what's the big deal? Well, the answer is, you are. Each week you hear me say, you're a big deal. I try every single week from this pulpit to say, you're a big deal to me. Because I mean it. Because I, like I said, I'm painfully aware of the humility that, uh, that happens in my life when, I, when, when, when you call me pastor. When you show up for me to lead you and guide you spiritually. When I know the decision that I'm helping you make is heaven and hell. That's an incredible, heavy burden that I love because God's called me to it. That's why we planted a church with, with Kingdom Impact. Because we wanted to create a church here in town that you can come to, that you, a place of worship, that you can come worship without being judged and ridiculed. That you, could, that you can come and you won't be talked about. And, 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 because, and that's going to probably happen. But when it does, I promise you, I'll handle it. Because I'm not going to let nobody talk about you. I'm not, not going to let nobody ridicule you. I'm going to handle that. 
I want it to be a safe place for your kids to come, where your kids can come and have a foundation of biblical understanding, where your kids can come and have a safe place to come, and also not only that, but a safe place, but a place where they are a priority to us. I want to have a place where you can build long-lasting, meaningful relationships, a place where your whole family can come and get involved, a place where you can do outreach and you can make a difference, a place, well, let me just put it this way. Kingdom life is not about Pastor Doug. I'm the pastor, but it's not about me. It's about you. It's about people. I'm just a facilitator that's here to, to help that happen. It's all about people. You're a big deal, and that's not a cliche to me. I mean that from the bottom of my heart because you belong here. The next question that someone asked, the third question is, what difference does it make? Well, let me tell you what difference it makes. It makes an eternal difference. What we're doing is eternal. Well, what are you talking about? Well, like I said a while ago, we had about 36 people saved in the last two years. And we had many more than that that restored their life back to God that was maybe on a wayward way. We had 40 baptisms in water, at least, most of it in the, in the ocean. We always have fun doing that. We had about eight baby dedications. We've had several pe- people that broke drug addictions that have come and are free from drugs today. We've had people who have been broken free from anxiety. Like I said, three or four that immediately. A lot of others that have, have taken a process. Some are still in the process. We've had a few people that have broken free from alcoholism just in the last two years that are not alcoholics no more. We've had some people that, that had just come up with, I've got the severe pain in my back, severe pain in my head, what have you. We've had somebody, you know, you know everybody knows Craig Thomas here, Craig Wiggins. You know, he came, and he, we, when we were over at the, at the, uh, at the still at the, the office. We prayed for him, and the doctor said, every step you take could be your last step. You've got a severe heart issue, and you could die any breath you take. And we prayed for him. God turned it around. They won't even give him the surgery anymore. They said, you're too good. You don't even need it now. Hallelujah. Amen? We've had a couple of people, a couple of people have get, gotten freed from the spirit of suicide. We had a man come down here um, a, a year ago or less, came right down here, and I said, what do you want me to pray for you about? He said, when I go home, I'm, I'm going to take my life. He said, when I go home today, I'm going to kill myself, Pastor. I have nothing to live for. Right here. And of course, we I wasn't going to let him go home <laughs> until he's free from that. But he comes just about every week now, free from the spirit of suicide, living life. He has a purpose now. We've had some homeless people that were, that were living in, in, in the Walmart parking lots and in, in their cars. And now they got homes, they got cars, they got jobs. Because we reached a hand out to them and helped them and loved on them. All right? So what difference does it make? It makes an eternal difference. Ask these people what difference does kingdom life and God's love make in their life. And then the last point, if you can come on up now. The, la- the, last, the last one I got, they may say, you know how they are. So what's your point, Pastor? Well, it's not my point. It's who I'm pointing you to. And I want you to know that I want to point you back to the big three, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God the Father, because he's our creator. He's the great I am. And I love how he says, I am, dot, dot, dot. I just love how he didn't finish that. Because if he, if he finished it, it would be definitive that that's who he was. So he left it open. So, well, who's, who, God, who's going to, I am. Well, God, if this happened, who will, I am. Well, I am what? I am whatever you need. I am your healer. I'm your provider. I'm your, I'm your savior. I'm your friend, I'm your comforter. What do you need? I am. But I need, it don't matter what you need, I am. 
So I want to point you to him. He's the one who gives us our identity and tells us who we are. And I want to point you to God the Son, Jesus, who died for our sins and took 39 stripes on his back. Unless there's been more created from what I've heard, all diseases and sicknesses comes from one of 39 topics. So there's 39 different types of diseases and sicknesses, and everything falls up under that. And he took one stripe on his back for every one of those diseases and every one of your sicknesses to be healed. And, the power, and he also showed us his power of love and forgiveness. And then lastly, God, the Holy Spirit, I want to point you to. He comforts us. He guides us. He gives us wisdom. He corrects us. He helps us. He gives us the power. You know that song, I got the power. He gives you that power. He's the one who does that. And I just can't tell you the significance of this year being the third year. Our fourth year is going to be great. Our fifth year and 20th year is going to be great. But I don't know. I just feel something pretty heavy about this year. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do in it. And I pray that, that you are a part of it and you stay a part of it. And you stay committed so you can be a part of what God's going to do. And again, this is not about Pastor Doug. This is not about kingdom life. This is about him. And this is about people. And that's where we're going to keep it this year. So no matter how great things get this year, I don't care if somebody's raised from the stinking dead, we're going to give God the glory for it. We're not going to say, well, our church, no, our church ain't better than nobody else's. We're all in the thing together. God's good. Because without his presence, we are nothing. And that's how it's going to stay. God's going to keep me humble because of that because I know it ain't me. I'm just as shocked as y'all are when things happen sometimes. Like, well, good Lord, good, praise God. I like that. <laughs> oh, Lord, you healed him, Jesus. Praise God. I mean, I'm believing for it, but when it happens, I'm like, man, for God, you're awesome. Because I, know, because, I, I, because I know I don't have the ability. I don't have the strength. I don't have the power. It's all about God. It's God through us. We're the vessel. We're a conduit. It just flows through us. That's the problem with, with pastors that, that feel like they have the power. Come to me, you know, because they, they'll end up failing because it's not about them. But I can't tell you today how excited I am about, about what God's doing. And I just want to pray for you today in this third year, and then we'll go back, and you can leave and go home and go back outside if there's a little bit of sausage left or whatever's out there. The fast is over. As yesterday, we had a great time yesterday. We had all kind of fish back there breaking the fast, and Rayford did a fabulous job about that. It is, you know, the, 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 I, was, I wanted to give y'all a gift, but the gift for the third year anniversary is leather, so I just wore it. Uh, I thought about cutting it up and giving everybody a little piece, but, you know, hey, I'm not Benny Hinn, so. You know, but, so, but I want you to know that, that, that we care about you, and we want to thank you for being here today, and I'm honored to be your pastor. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for all you've done and all you're going to do. And I ask for your blessings. God, this year... I'm so excited about what's going to happen, more than even our first year. Because this year, something supernatural is happening in the spirit. And it's happening in my spirit. And I'm excited for what you're about to do. I, I, I'm not going to put any limits on it, Lord. But I know you're going to do it. Because you promised it. And you have never felt short to fulfill your promises. So God, send the people that need to be here. 
Let it be done in Jesus' name. And let us reach your kingdom for Christ in Jesus' name. Amen.